This is Douglas Minis. Hey, 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 short rounds and Benson burners. My name is Doug, and this is Doug Loves Minis, the show that applauds Steve O for his crazy crane climbing anti SeaWorld stunt. Coming to you from a hotel room in New York City on Monday, August 10th, 2015. Looking forward to tonight's Douglas Movies taping at the Gramercy Theater and to interrupting Kansas City Bomber at the Alamo Draft House in Kansas City this Friday. Tickets are still available for that and the Douglas Movies taping the next day at 4.20 at the KC Improv. I should have and could have used the seven and a half hour flights to and from London to bang out some movies for the 365-day DLM challenge. Instead, I did some sleeping on the flight to London, along with watching the first three episodes of the Showtime TV series The Affair. I had always heard good things about the show, and once I started watching, I was hooked. So on the flight back to the States, I immediately watched the two remaining episodes that were offered on the flight, and I can't wait to see the rest of it. Then for movie number 163, I watched Run All Night, the latest Liam Neeson vehicle. Hee hee. This time he's a New York thug with a long list of murders under his belt, who is a drunken mess at the beginning of the film, but he has to get his shit together when mobsters are determined to kill his son. Just like the Taken movies, he's got a certain set of skills, including the ability to break into a car with a shoestring, and also driving skills that enable him to crash into a police car his son is in and not injure him. It's silly to be sure, but not nearly as dumb as the last couple Takens, and much more violent. If I'm going to watch a movie about killers trying to kill each other, I want it R-rated. None of that PG-13 bullshit. Plus, actors like Ed Harris and Nick Nolte are around to class things up a bit. So Doug digs it. What are you guys watching for movie number 163? Lugis saw Inside Out, as the kids say, all of the feels. Terrific. Okay? Mike tweets stuff, saw Planes, Fire and Rescue, uninspired sequel to the uninspired spinoff. Yeah, I, I'll never see that thing. Oh, maybe I will. Laughing in Misery, saw Runaway, Tom Selleck fights robot spiders to nobody's excitement. Yeah, that movie's terrible with Gene Simmons as the villain. Probably killed his acting career for at least a little while. Darko Kubra saw Killing Them Softly, three out of five, he says. Stars, I guess. Great dialogue scenes, including one with Brad Pitt and Gandolfini. For a second I thought you thought Brad Pitt talks to Gandalf in the film. That would be weird. Road Crew 1 saw the Stanford Prison Experiment. Very intense with good performances by Angararo, Angarano and Ezra Miller. Yeah, I thought all of the acting was great in that movie. I was just bummed out by how disturbing it was. Unpleasant. That's why I don't watch Lockup and shit like that, which is probably even not as unpleasant. Because at least they can walk around and go out in the yard and stuff. Suburban Hood saw The Duff surprisingly good. Well, that is nice to hear. Mae Whitman is a past and future guest, well, hopefully future guest on the show, and stars as The Duff. 
Dick Ryan Drobish saw The Guest. This was a good film to watch knowing nothing going in. You know what? I know nothing about The Guest and have heard that it's good, so I'm going to try to use the same approach. Marty McSuperfly saw Matinee, wonderfully nostalgic look at 60s B-movies set during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yes. I like that movie. Joe Dante. Skotelnitsky saw Mouchette, humanistic and sad story about a pubescent girl who has a terrible family life. Oh. I don't know if that sounds good or fun. Robin underscore Boomer saw Los Angeles Plays Itself, an engaging video essay, but... Three hours is a bit too much. Yeah, might be too long, but uh, I'm definitely interested in seeing seeing it, just just to see it, just to experience it. It's like that one movie, ugh, now I'm not going to be able to think of what it's called, about time, where they just use, it's not called about time, but it's just footage from movies that have a clock on the wall, and it covers all 24 hours. They do it like an installation in museums and stuff. And I want to see at least some of it, because it sounds cool. Jenica Violet saw MacGruber. Dr. Cunt was funny. Glad my mom fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, that probably uh, worked out good for you. You didn't have to sit there with your mom watching Will Forte with, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, not broccoli. Was it broccoli? Celery. He had celery in his ass? I didn't notice what it was. I was too busy looking at that. Love Potion number nine was number 163 for Guy on a Wire. Had such a great time with this film. The humor was definitely ahead of its time. Okay. Sandy Bullock? Tate Donovan? Is that the movie you're talking about? The Catch underscore saw Friday the 13th Part 3. Jason is back. He has a hockey mask, and he's in 3D. Well, yeah. Everybody knows all of that about that movie. Sherry Coombs saw Tig, fantastic, what a comedian and a badass, watch it, agreed. Huddle Cow saw the Pirates, fun adventure romp with pirates, bandits, and soldiers, but guess the Pirates had a better agent. I don't think that's the full title. I could be wrong. Um, LeBlancer saw Creep, my favorite found footage flick, creepy as fuck. Yeah, it is creepy as fuck. I, I can't officially say that I've watched it. Because I saw it at a late night screening, and I, got, I was just too tired to deal. So I got up and left about halfway through. But uh, I watched the whole thing at some point, just out of respect to uh, Mr. Duplass. Captain Dave Man saw bad words. Funniest spelling bee ever. Lots of laughs in this one. Yeah, a lot more laughs with Jason Bateman in that movie than in uh, The Gift. <laughs> He's not too funny in that. On purpose, but still. Uh, Mindy underscore laughs saw Leprechaun starring a pre-friends Jennifer Aniston. We all have to start somewhere. Boy, isn't that the truth, Mindy? Mayfair Theater saw Spring, which is a movie I saw at Fantastic Fest last year and liked a great deal. Uh, Mayfair Theater wrote, What if one of the characters from a Before Sunrise romance was a vampire Shutulu monster? Yeah, what if? Patrick Morales saw Jurassic World, had nothing else to say about it. Cuckoo for Movies also saw Jurassic World, extremely fun and exciting, great summer popcorn fun. You know, as soon as somebody says something's a popcorn movie, that's giving it the excuse to be stupid. Jaws wasn't stupid, and it's a popcorn movie. I'll get off my soapbox. Close Hanger 13 saw Everything Must Go, best yard sale divorce movie I've ever seen. Probably the only one. <laughs> Probably the only one in existence. 
Play underscore architect saw the one I love. This is goddamn amazing. Oh, okay. I didn't think it was amazing. Definitely not. Don't mind me, 41 saw Rambo 3. His hair got bigger with every installment. Surely it would have got caught in a tripwire. That is an excellent point. And British Dominion saw Saturday Night Fever from 1977. Naturalistic cultural touchstone. Forgot how downbeat it is. Yeah, it's interesting. I was just thinking about the movies that were out at the time that uh, The Diary of a Teenage Girl takes place, because it takes place in 76 in San Francisco. And she doesn't, the character doesn't talk much about movies, but Saturday Night Fever, of course, would, wouldn't have come out yet. But uh, still, it was a, the 70s were an interesting time for films and for life. Wow, that was that was profound, Doug. Phoenix, Arizona, see you soon. For deets, go to douglasmovies.com. I'm going to lots of places. And as always, anyone who crosses Liam Neeson in a movie is a dumb, stupid shithead that's going to die. This is Douglas Manny.